Hey guys, we're here this morning with Ashlyn and she is going to share her story with us today. Ashlyn, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, my name is Ashlyn Lute. I'm in sixth grade. I go to Trailer Edge Middle School. I'm 12 years old. All right, very good. Can you tell me a little bit about who has influenced your walk with Jesus and, and uh, just the impact that they've had in your life? Um, my grandma, definitely, because she's the one, she's the one that kind of helps me to get here every weekend. Um, Miss Nikki also, she's been a really big influence on me because um, she's been my teacher really ever since I was really young. So, Yeah, uh, you've, you've had some great influence in your life, haven't you? Why now? Why did you decide to get baptized now? Because I felt that God reached out to me the other day. I was um, doing, I was drawing the other day and I feel that he reached out to me and he said, hey, this is the time, this is the place, and it's time. That's fantastic, I love it. So Ashlyn, you have known Jesus since you were a little girl, but can you tell us what that means in your heart to walk with Jesus? Um, well, it seems that like on the days that I forget to think about God, they always seem to be worse than the days that I really do like connect with Him. So. Very good. Do you have one last thing that you want to share with everybody? My name is Ashlyn Lute and I'm going public. Hello, Ashlyn. Um, Y'all, she is giddy. Like, this is going to be a good day. She's so giddy, and I love it. Um, Ashlyn, I am so, so very proud of you and this decision that you've decided to make today. Um, so, Ashlyn, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hey everybody, I'm Josh and I have the privilege of serving as your discipleship pastor and I am so excited to be joined today by my friend Amanda and we are here to talk about baptism. Let's start with who you are and tell us a little bit about your faith story. Okay, well my name is Amanda Saylor. I am a wife and a mother. I have a seven-year-old son. Um, I was actually raised in the church and went to Christian school when I was younger and fell away from the church and away from Jesus and um, developed a relationship with alcohol that was completely unhealthy and uh, I recently in the last five years I stumbled upon Grace Point and started coming here and it's changed my life. Yeah, it, it has. So let's Let's say a little bit for us about what has changed for you. My life overall has become greater and happier due to my relationship with Jesus and acknowledging that he, is, he has died for my sins and he has forgiven me. And there's no amount of forgiveness that I could provide to myself that would ever be as great as what he's done for me. And so as far as mistakes and sins in the past, it's easier to forgive yourself when you know that Jesus has forgiven you. Mm. So that's allowed me to move on and accept who I am and just try to be a better disciple so that I can you know, honor him for what he's done for me. Yeah, that's beautiful. 
Do you remember um, the when or the where or the how, or maybe there were some people in your life that influenced you to give you a sense of what, who Jesus was and what he had done for you. So how did you come to know Jesus really? I think over time, uh, I mean, my family is very involved in the church and I found out after a few years of being married that um, my family had been praying for me to recognize Jesus and his role that he's played in all of our lives. And um, one day I um, tried to get my sister to go to lunch with me and she said, come to Grace Point. And I came that day and it was it was almost over with entirely. Like I just I felt him in this house and I changed as a person that day. I knew that I wanted to follow and keep continue coming. We've talked a little bit already about how your life has been different since first coming to Grace Point and, mm -hmm. and finding Christ. So why do you want to be baptized? I look at it as kind of like a marriage ceremony. It is something where I can publicly say, I am a follower of Christ. I am a believer in what he has done that he has died on the cross to, for my sins and for everyone else's and that I want to honor him and just, I guess, like acknowledge that relationship and you know, make it official. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that sounds good to me. Um, I think there's only one thing left to tell everyone. I'm Amanda Saylor and I'm going public today. Amanda, um, Jesus is really real to you, and it's inspiring. And the reality of Jesus um, being in your life, as we'll learn more today and talk about throughout this service, is it doesn't, it doesn't mean, you know, all of a sudden all of your problems are gone, all of your worries are, are, are completely done with in a way. But there, there's this um, steadfast assurance that he is constantly and always with you. And you um, have someone on your team to turn to, um, not to, to make it better, because sometimes it doesn't always get better right away. But you know that, with, that because of Christ and because of who he is and what he has done on your behalf, that it's going to turn out okay. And he's good, and he loves you. And I think of the person, the woman, or the story of Jesus says, the person who has been forgiven a lot loves a lot. And you just, you've been forgiven a lot. And you are loved so deeply. And so it's my privilege to baptize you today. And we're going to do that right now. Amanda Saylor, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm here with Skylar, and I am so excited for you to hear her story. Skylar, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? 
I'm Skylar Donnell. I'm 21 years old, originally from the Mulvane, Kansas area. I am a student athlete at Washburn University playing softball. I'm double majoring in finance and mar marketing, and I've been attending Grace Point for a couple months now. That's awesome. Share a little bit about your faith journey and, and what brought you to this point. Growing up, uh, my family did not attend church. It wasn't Religion wasn't practiced very much, so everything that I've known came from friends or attending church with friends and um, teaching myself. It wasn't until this past couple years that I decided to make it a priority in my life and create a relationship with Jesus. And um, I give credit to Ashley and Kimmy, who attend Grace Point with me, um, my friend named Connor, and then the community here at Grace Point for helping me develop a firm foundation of my faith. That's great. So tell me a little bit about how you discovered Christ. I discovered Christ and honestly, probably the most common way is that I was at the lowest of my lows. Um, I looked in the mirror and I, I didn't like who I was or who I was gonna be. I went through a really rough patch and during that rough patch, I lost my great grandmother who was a mother figure in my dad's eyes and I realized life is short here on earth and I want to fulfill it to the best and most pure intentions and have a bigger purpose than myself and I was not living in that form at all in my eyes and so uh, the last thing I did was I decided to have a talk with God <laughs> and it's been a complete 360 in my life. I've changed dramatically in good ways um, in every aspect that I do and my friends, family, coaches, teammates can all agree you ask anyone and they're like you're a different person but in a better version. So, so why baptism? I ever since I was little I've always been like I want to live for something greater than me. I want to do something greater than me. And the answer always was that I was going to go in the military. My father would joke and be like, you're smarter than that, because <laughs> he was in it. And I decided that the, my purpose is God's purpose. And to live, have him live through me and live in his image. That's fantastic. Is there anything else you want to say? I'm Skylar May Darnell, and I'm going public. Skylar, it has been a privilege to get to know you over the last several months and to walk with you through the start of this journey. Um, you are one of the most excited new Christians I have ever met in my entire life. And I thought of, there's a verse in Romans, Romans 12, 11, that says, never be lacking in zeal. Keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And the feeling that you feel now, uh, it may come and go, but you know that you can trust in Jesus for the rest of your life. And I'm so excited for you today. Okay, you ready? Skylar May Darnell, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There was some really good theology in your story, Skylar. Do you want to preach today? You sure? 
was fantastic. Um, hey, the loop is going to take off here and go to their spot, but um, we are going to take communion here in a little bit. So if you want to participate in that and you did not get um, a communion uh, piece from the back, the ushers are going to come through. If you just want to put your hand up sheepishly um, and say, I want one of those, our ushers will come and, and get you one uh, while we're going through this. I, I am going to teach really, really briefly today um, because, um, well, for multiple reasons, um, but I don't know. Um, if it was like this growing up in your house or not, but um, in my family around Thanksgiving, there was usually a moment, not on Thanksgiving, but kind of the week of Thanksgiving, there was usually a moment where we were all sitting around the dining room table, and my mom or my dad would say something to the effect of, hey, we're going to go around, and um, we want, I want you all to, to tell us something you're thankful about, because there's nothing like forced Thanksgiving to get you in the spirit, all right? <laughs> No, um, but I, my, my, I don't remember, my memory is not real good about the things that I was thankful for at that point in my life, but I'm sure my gratitude matched my maturity level, right? Um, and I hope my gratitude has expanded with my maturity level as well. Um, but I am one of those individuals who just needs to be reminded to be thankful. Um, some of you are just natural, you're naturally grateful, you're naturally thankful. Some of you have had to work really hard to be grateful. You've had to fight against cynicism or anger or doubt or, or whatever it is. You've worked really hard to be, to be a kind of a thankful person. I'm one of those individuals who just needs a reminder every now and then. And Thanksgiving is one of those reminders for me. So as we, um, as we thought about and planned for today, uh, we knew it was going to be a celebration because we always want to be the kind of church that celebrates the individual stories of life change. Um, we don't celebrate full rooms. We don't celebrate full offerings. We celebrate individual stories of life change. So we're always going to be that kind of church, but we also want to be, um, especially today, um, the kind of church that's, that's grateful, that's thankful. So I kind of want to lead by example here. Um, today in, in doing that. Um, so later this week, you're going to join with friends and family. Um, you're probably going to eat too much stuffing or mashed potatoes or pumpkin pie. Um, some of you are going to watch football. Some of you are going to get up early in the morning and run a 5K. I don't know why you're going to do that, but you will. Um, some of you are going to travel to see family. Some of you are going to host um, family that's traveling to you. But we will all gather together and we will all be thankful for something, because we all have something to be grateful for, to be thankful for. So I just want to prime the pump a little bit, get a head start, and remind us, especially for those of us who are followers of Jesus. Like if you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus, or you're not sure, or maybe you're just exploring that, we're so glad you're here. But really, that's, this, is, this is kind of for those of us who would say, yeah, I, I, Jesus is my Savior, Okay, so I want to prime the pump a little bit and just talk about the epicenter, the genesis of where our Thanksgiving comes from. If you're in a D group and you follow the reading plan, um, you are more than likely at the tail end of the Gospel of John right now. Uh, that's where my D group is in right now. And um, I decided to read through the New Living Translation this year. And I love the way that the New Living Translation translates John chapter 1, verse 16. So here it is. It says, from his abundance... From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. From his abundance, 
We have all received one gracious blessing after another. This is the first chapter of John, right? It starts with this epic prologue. In the beginning was the Word, and, in, and, and you know, the, he was the Word. He was, the Word was with God. The Word is God. He's talking about Jesus being God. He's equating Jesus with God. He talks about John the Baptist, not the John who writes the Gospel of John, but John the Baptist, the forerunner, um, the opening band, the Squeezes himself into human flesh. We're going to start celebrating that next week. But then he comes to this verse. It kind of seems like it's out of, the, out, of, out of nowhere. It doesn't really even necessarily fit with what he's talking about. From his abundance, talking about Jesus, from his abundance, he has graciously, or we have all received one gracious blessing after another. John is going to go on to tell those blessings throughout his gospel account, but he just wants to, to, to make sure that we're all aware that all of those things, all of the blessings that we have, they start from his abundance. And abundance is an extra, right? It's more than you need. When you have more than you need, you have an abundance. And it's, it's, it's from Jesus's extra, that he gives you, he gives me more than we need. And, and you could fill in the blank. Jesus gives me um, grace. Jesus gives me forgiveness. Jesus gives me love. Jesus gives me what, whatever you would fill in that blank with. He's actually giving that to you because he has extra. Because he has more than he needs. From his abundance is what he gives you. And so... There's this thing in the back of my head from my mom and my dad. Tim, what are you thankful for? And I just got to say, I am part, one of the things that I'm most thankful for is to be a part of a church that understands the power, understands the intentionality, understands the purpose of giving out of your abundance. You guys give over and over and over and over again from your, bin, your, your abundance. And, and you might not think very much about this, but I just want to help you make the connection. Because when you take a portion of your abundance and you give it away, that generosity is actually what allows us to be the kind of church that can create environments for kids, for teenagers, for young adults, and for adults the kind of environments where life change can happen. Like you guys, whether you know them or not, whether you understand this or not, whether you make the connection or not, you actually had a part in the three stories you just heard today. Like you have a part in that because you decided to take a little bit of the, the abundance that Jesus has given you and you decided to give it away. And through that generosity... We see people over and over and over and over start to grow in their relationship with Jesus. And then some of them get to the point where they do this and they publicly declare that my faith is in Jesus and I want to live my life for him. Because collectively, the whole body, you have decided to follow the example of Jesus. And from your abundance, you have given one blessing after another. You know, we, we receive an offering every single week. We're going to do it a little bit later. 
And, and, and some of you, like, you, you check out every time we do the offering because you're, you, we say the same thing every single week, all right? And spoiler alert, those of us who say it every single week get tired of saying it every single week, okay? But one of the reasons we do that is because we want to be reminded, oh, yeah, I've been given way more than I need. And here's my opportunity to share with those in need. From his abundance, we give. Out of our abundance, we give. So you are actually following the example of Jesus when you give out of your abundance. And I just wanted to stand up here today. And on behalf of all the emails that I get, on behalf of the calls that I get, on behalf of the people that come up to me in the lobby or at Walmart or wherever they see me and say, Tim, I just want to thank you. They're not really thanking me. They're thanking you. Because you are the ones who give of your time, give of your resources, give of your grace over and over and over again. And you've allowed us to create the kind of church where people want to get up here and they want to say, I'm going public today because Jesus has changed me and I want everybody to know about it. So thank you. And I don't want you just to take my word for it. I actually want you to hear a story of somebody in our church that actually experienced this. They went through a difficult time um, at the beginning or kind of in the middle of COVID, um, and they wanted to share their gratitude with you, and we thought this is a perfect day to do that. So while the video is going on, you can actually get your communion elements ready. You can rip off the top, get the wafer ready, rip off uh, the other portion um, to get the juice ready. I know it's going to be loud. I know everybody's going to be thinking, can anybody hear me taking this off? Yes, we can. So just let it go, all right? It's perfectly fine. But as the video is playing, get your communion elements ready for those of you who are going to celebrate with that with us. And then I'll jump back up here and we'll do that. So check this out. In the spring of 2020, as COVID was hitting the United States and everything started shutting down, I discovered that I was pregnant with our fourth child together. And around that time, James was furloughed from his job and we didn't know when he was gonna be going back to work or if there would be a job to go back to. I had a very complicated pregnancy. Um, I was diagnosed early on with gestational diabetes, and then halfway into my pregnancy, uh, they did a sonogram, and it was discovered that the baby was way too small, and they didn't know why. I was monitored very closely for the duration of the pregnancy. I went in for weekly checks, and in September, when I was 32 weeks along, we had made plans to go out for James's birthday that night, and I had a doctor's appointment that afternoon. And I just had a very funny feeling. Um, I had been very stressed the entire pregnancy. We really didn't know if the baby was gonna make it, and if the baby did make it, if he was gonna be okay. But that day when I went to the doctor's office, I just really felt that something odd was going to happen. And when I went in, um, I could see that the baby was still alive and moving, but they told me there was problems and that I needed to go to the hospital quickly. We were sent up to KU Med in Kansas City, and when I got there, they began the monitoring process. The doctors came in to explain what was going on, 
and they wanted to try to buy me a couple of more days, but within an hour, it became very apparent that things were rapidly gr growing worse. And they told us that they were gonna have to deliver right then and there. Our son, Thomas Luke, was born at 5.33 p.m., just a little over an hour after we got to the hospital. He was the tiniest baby I had ever seen, and it was the tiniest cry I had ever heard in my life. But he was there, and he pulled through, and he was alive. And he spent two months in the NICU up in Kansas City, and when he was born, he weighed one pound, 12 ounces. We had help from our family. We had the incredible staff at KU Med that walked us through every step of the way. And we had the amazing people here at Grace Point praying for us and bringing us food and gifts. I was just incredibly touched. It was just a very moving experience. Absolutely. I. Uh was just kind of reeling a little bit with Ashley being at KU Med just constantly. I think she was up there pretty much the whole entire time except for maybe two days she missed. So I was at home with all the kids and just um, was blown away on how well you guys stepped up and took care of us. And um, some of the things that came to mind was kind of like Romans 12:8, uh, where if you're going to give, give generously. I've always heard Tim talk about how generous this church is, and you have no idea until you're on the other side. And it was just absolutely amazing. We had so many prayers, so many unanswered questions. Is the baby going to live? Is he going to be OK if he does live? How are we going to pay these bills? Um, God, please don't let us get COVID while he's in the NICU. If we do get COVID, please don't let anyone get seriously sick and on and on. One request, one prayer after another. And he's just been incredibly good to us. And Grace Point's been incredibly good to us. There were so many people that we, we have no idea who even gave to us. And um, just with all the gifts and the food and the donations and um, the time that people offered was just uh, incredible. So um, just kudos to the church in, in general. You guys do live up to uh, what Tim brags about and uh, give generously. There were uh, many families that stepped up, but there were a couple that just blew our socks off and just, it was amazing. Thank you, Grace Point. From his abundance, we have received one gracious gift after another. And the, the, the epicenter of his blessing us is in the death and resurrection of his son. So we come to this moment where we have the bread and the juice. And um, we're going to dip back into a sacrament that's happened over the last 2,000 years. Now, I guarantee you that Jesus and the disciples did not have prepackaged communion whenever they did that, right? But this, this idea of coming to the table and remembering the broken body and shed blood of Jesus, this is the epicenter of the grace that he's extended to us. And so we're going to celebrate that here 
in, in this moment. Before we do, um, Paul um, says in 1 Corinthians that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And after giving thanks, that is when they celebrated that. So I just want to pause for a moment. I want to pray for our time together. I'd encourage you um, to pray as well. And then we'll, we'll, we'll celebrate this together. So let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for um, the kind of life change that you continue to produce in people through your spirit. Thank you for allowing us to be the kind and the, 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 the people that celebrate this as you celebrate this. But thank you for the gift of your son. We have so many things, so many levels of gratitude that we can go in because of that. But God, we thank you today for salvation. We thank you for the, 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 the ability to be forgiven. We thank you for the ability to be made right in our relationship and our standing with you. We thank you for a community. We thank you for a group of people to do this with. So we take the bread that represents the broken body of Christ that was broken for the forgiveness of our sins. Take and eat and do this in remembrance of what he's done for you. And the juice represents the blood, the shed blood of Jesus. It was shed for your forgiveness and mine. You take and drink and give thanks. Let's stand and sing.